Goodfellow Coaching and Consulting presents Real Estate Masters, where we interview the top agents, brokers, and teams, and the stories about how they got there and where they're going next. I'm Scott Goodfellow, and on today's show, how David Banks went from a grocery store chain executive to having a personal driver so he could close more deals between showings. With almost $1.5 billion in sales, David Banks and his team have become known throughout the nation as a top-producing team, consistently ranking among the elite teams across the real estate industry. David and his team have been the top real estate agent in Maine for the past decade and consistently produce three to four times more volume than their closest competitor. In 2019, the team surpassed $185 million in sales volume, a feat previously unthinkable in the Maine real estate market. In 1994, David opened Remax by the Bay with the goal of building an agency capable of providing an unsurpassed client experience. Remax by the Bay quickly became home to the highest producing agents in the state of Maine and New Hampshire. After more than 20 years of owning and operating a large top-notch brokerage, David sold a portion of his company in 2015 to two trusted colleagues, allowing him to focus on what he enjoys most, serving the buying and selling needs of his clients. David and his team are renowned for their extensive knowledge of the greater Portland real estate market and their ability to provide exemplary service and results for their clients. The team offers a powerful approach to clients' connections, marketing, vitality, and transaction expertise with the highest regard for integrity. Licensed since 1984, David was born in Massachusetts and raised in Cumberland, Maine. He began his career at Shaw's Supermarkets, where he worked for 20 years, the last eight in commercial real estate. David and his wife Donna raised their three grown children in Falmouth and are very active in the community with various charitable organizations. Okay, great. Well, um, let's, just start, let's just start off with, give us a little bit of your background of, of where you grew up and kind of what your childhood was like. Sure. Um, I'm 62 years old. I've had my real estate license for 35, 37 years. And I grew up in Cumberland, Maine, which is a suburb of Portland, Maine. And I was born in Worcester, Massachusetts, but moved to Maine when I was four years old, five years old. I'm so really grew up in, um, in the Portland area of Maine. Okay, great. And, and what did your, uh, what did your parents do? So my father was, my father passed away very suddenly back, um, when I was eight years old and, um, he was, he brought IBM computers to a large baking company, Nissen's Bakery. And so my father was the controller for this large baking company and introduced the IBM computers back probably in 1963 to um, this company, you know, and um, in the size of the room, it was unbelievable for, for computers. You know, we look at today what we do for computers versus when they, they started with um, these major computer um, for corporations and, and everything. So, yeah. so unfortunately, my dad passed um, of a heart attack um, when I was eight. And my mom had seven kids under the age of 10, believe it or not. And 
eventually she had to go to work and worked at a dentist office um, as a receptionist for like 30 years. And unfortunately, she passed a couple of years ago with Alzheimer's. But um, so it was it was not easy. It was um, I had a great, you know, my mother did a great job bringing us up, but it was very difficult. Um, you know, growing up without a dad, and of course I remember them, um, but it was it was hard. Yeah. So with your with your mother raising you all, did did you know your brothers and sisters and yourself have to go to work at an early age to contribute? So we didn't really, um, in regards to you know, other than you know, I started doing odd jobs at thirteen years old. Um, and, um, you know, um, from taking care of lawn care to mowing to doing odd projects and working at the golf course and anything. And that was, so I guess I did. It was kind of my spending money. So my mother didn't have to come up with so much spending money. But it was, um, we lived in a wonderful community. And the community was very good to my mother um, and really kind of, kept eyes of um the um the family and kind of you know just people were there in the community for my mom and so it, um you know at the time it was a community of probably three thousand people so you know everyone knew us and so she um had a number of people um participating in between that church and the town of um lending a hand to make sure the kids were all taken care of in the right groups and and boy scouts girl scouts all that stuff uh, wow. so well we we are fortunate that way wow that's great what kind of what kind of student were you did you were you a good student or? not a, yeah i was probably in the uh, seven i was probably on the lowest um part of the family you know i've struggled in um struggled in school um and you know i was the only one that and maybe one other brother that did not graduate i never graduated from college um it was a struggle school was a struggle for me i was an average student um but i had a fight for every grade i received and um you know, school wasn't my favorite thing, um, but um, I did decide to go on to college um, part-time, and I worked full-time um, after I graduated from high school. Yeah. Were you, did you always like working? Like, did you always like having a job or, or just, just find it necessary? Or I did. I, you know, I was always eager to figure out how I could make money um, as a 13-year-old. And um, always liked working and always loved setting up a, you know, a challenge or a goal and figure out how I can um, get to the next level and, and buying something or saving money to buy something, you know, so that was always me as a kid, you know, so that, right. that definitely followed suit up to now. Right. So you mentioned you didn't graduate college. So at what point, at what point did you, did you drop out? So what happened is I went to, my wife and I got married 19 years old. We got married and we had a child two years later. 
and I was going, I was working two jobs and I was, and we had a baby and it was like, just, and I didn't love college. So I stopped taking classes at night. My wife had just finished her degree um, before we had the child, um, before we had a son. And um, I went back and I took a course in um, business development and marketing. And I absolutely loved the course. And the professor challenged um, us on creating a business plan and setting up a company. And I, and I um, talked about running and owning a real estate company and, you know, um, in my presentation to the class and, and, and my um, classwork, I got an A and I said, my God, I've never had an A in my life. And um, after class, the professor says, you need to do this. You're so passionate about it. And I, you know, I told him that, you know, someday I hope to do it. And probably um, a couple of years later, I see, um, probably three years later, I got my real estate license and I worked part time in real estate. And, and then eventually, you know, went full time and opened up my, my own company. But it really it really showed me when I was interested in something in college, you know, I could do it. And, um, I had the, the opportunity to get a, a really good grade and really enjoy it. But right. Most of right. my college, I didn't enjoy, I didn't enjoy the classes. Right. So it's more, more of an interest thing than just you, you being able to dive into something that you finally were interested in. Exactly. Interesting. So you, you mentioned that you, you started part-time and then you went on to open your own company in there while you're working part-time. What were some of the other jobs that you were working? So I've only worked for one other company in my life. You know, I've done real estate and I worked for one other company. I worked for a company Shaw's supermarket and they were the, at the time, probably the number one supermarket company in new England. And I started 1973 with them at a major growth um, time period. They were growing very quickly. And when I graduated from high school in 1975, and they heard I was just going to go to school um, part-time, I was looking for a full-time job, um, you know, they put promoted me into a full-time job as a assistant deli manager. And then I, six months later, I became a deli manager and I ran a, um, in a store in, um, in the deli. And then um, they trained me as a night manager, which I would close the store at night. You know, and it was kind of crazy. I was 20 years old, 20, 21 years, um, probably 20 years old at the time when I finally started running the store at night, but I was at the right place at the right time. Um, I gave them, you know, whatever they wanted and they, they were just fantastic to me. And then when I decided um, that I really loved to someday do real estate, which I knew as a kid, um, but my wife thought it was a crazy idea. She says, you know, we've got benefits, we've got consistent pay and I don't want you to, 
live on commission. Um, I went to Shaw's and said, I'd like to work in a real estate department. And probably three years later, I finally had bugged him enough and I said, you know, I'm going to leave Shaw's um, unless I can get into real estate because it's, it's my desire. It's my drive. So they trained me as a real estate analyst. Um, and I would analyze where they should build supermarkets in New England and do all the market research, the database, analyze all the competitive stores. Um, started me in Maine and then had me do research in New Hampshire, then Massachusetts, Rhode Island. And then I took over um, the strategy of them expanding into Connecticut and Vermont. Um, and I became the senior analyst after probably um, when I resigned, I had been in the real estate department for eight years with them. Um, but I would never be where I am right now if I didn't work for Shaw Supermarkets. You know, they knew I was young at that time when I was in management. They hired a business coach for me. This is back in 80, probably 82, mm-hmm. that they they hired a business coach for me to groom me to be one of their senior management people. And then um, eventually the real estate department. So, um, but I, um, again, working for a corporation in understanding and doing presentations and board meetings for where they should build supermarkets and needing to verify triple check or triple will verify, you know, my decisions and my calculations and, you know, my fact finding, you know, it just prepared me to, um, to sell houses. Um, so at the time, Shaw Supermarkets had a policy for management people. They could not work two jobs. They could only work, you know, full time. And I went to them and said, you know what, I love this job, but I got my real estate license and um, um, back in the probably 85 uh, sent me away to Minnesota for schooling on being an analyst and before that um, I convinced them to send me to New York City for a, a seminar for the art of negotiations it was called back in the 80s and I said to them, geez, I'd like to sell real estate part-time. I drive, you know, I can be in the car for four or five hours um, during the day. And I said, you know, um, I, I just, I'll buy a, a phone, which at that time was extravagant. And I said, I can do phone calls when I'm driving. And, you know, and um, so they allowed it, you know, and it caused some friction with other management people saying, why does David get to work two jobs? But they realized that it would teach me negotiating skills that would also help in um, understanding the real estate market on a commercial end. So it worked out. Well, that's amazing. So, so what, at what point then, it sounded like you have a pretty sweet deal there. So at what point did you, say, you know, I can't do this and I really just want to do real estate full time. So in 1993, I was doing, um, spending a lot of time in Vermont 
in Connecticut, travel a lot more. And um, I had sold more real estate selling it part time than pretty much anyone else in the in the large franchise office that I was independent office that I was working for. And it really came down that I was making a lot more money selling real estate than I was being an executive Shaw's. And my wife finally got the comfort level of saying, okay, you can do it full time. I had reached my 20 years with Shaw's and I um, just decided to get my notice in August of 1993. They asked if I would stay on. Um, you know, for two or three months and I negotiated and stayed on for a month. And then they hired me as a, a real estate consultant. And I joked with them, I was making more money as a real estate consultant than they were paying me as a manager, you know, you know, in the management group. But um, it, it was a great gig. Um, I would go look at um, locations on my schedule when I was selling real estate full-time. So it was kind of reversed. A year later, I decided to open up my own office, a Remax office. And at that time, um, in 1995, I just did consulting for a year plus. I just said, you know, I'm going to open up my own company and I need to focus solely on that. And thank you very much. And I kept, you know, my communications, they would call me periodically on advice, um, but it, it really worked out perfect. Yeah. Um, and then I had my Remax office for 20, 25 years um, in this past June. So, Just going back to when you were doing it part-time, and you mentioned that you were one of the top agents doing it part-time you were selling far more than everybody else was or more than everybody else was that was doing it full time. How, how do you think you were able to do that? So, um, I've always been someone networking. I've always, you know, some, our community, one of the benefits of the Portland, Maine community, the town I lived in, um, at the time is Falmouth, Maine and the town I grew up in was a budding Falmouth. And these are two out of probably a number of towns that are the best schools and really the top towns for relocation. You know, we have towns of Cape Elizabeth, Yarmouth, Falmouth, Cumberland. And those are areas I'm very, we're very familiar. Um, and I was just involved in the community. You know, we had children very young, um, but I was involved in school activity, coaching, and my wife was volunteer coordinator so a lot of people knew us and it was i was just very fortunate to very good communities that had you know waterfront properties country club locations in the 80s there were two major golf course communities of 100 houses in each that were under development so um there was just i was at the right place at the right time in doing it part time, um, I would get up in the morning and drive from Maine. I would drive three three hours to go look at a real estate site. Maybe spend three hours doing my due diligence, and then drive three hours back home. So I had six hours in the car that 
I couldn't do anything else. So I was, I was just on the phone and, you know, making calls, asking for business. Wow. Wow. And those were the days when you used to have the multiple listing books. And here in the state of, in the state of Maine, you know, we couldn't give out those books. So it was, it was like I controlled the information. Oh, and, wow. you know, my phone bills were $2,000 a month. And I can remember at the time the phone company said I was one of their um, top users, you know, and, you know, but at the time, 2000 bucks a month was, you know, that was what I needed to do. And, and it was just you making the calls. It wasn't even a company. That's funny. No, no, it's just me. <laughs> and, the, and the company I worked for, it was called Mark Stimson Associates. They were unbelievable. Um, I just have to call the office and say, can you get this done for me, this done? And they were, they just, because I was bringing them these listings and they just did anything I needed. It was just very fortunate. And, and then when I was just, when I was leaving Shaw's, I had hired my first assistant and, um, but, but yes. So at the time the company was, um, the real estate company was very supportive. They knew I was doing a part time, but they would I call in and ask some things to be done, and they would um, be very, very helpful. Well, so fast forward now to the the you opening your own office and your own brokerage. Is that something that you'd always thought about doing, or I mean, you were such a powerhouse as far as the sales were concerned. Why? Why? What made you want to open the brokerage? Um, I always thought I wanted to do some type of a boutique office and in 19 um, let's see 1990 June of 1993 let me stop and think June of 1994 I went to a Floyd Wickman conference uh, in Las Vegas and there were probably a dozen people from the company that I had worked for in Maine. A group of us said, hey, let's go to Vegas and listen to the speaker. And at the time in Vegas, um, I started talking to different people. And a lot of people worked for Remax. I didn't know anything about Remax. Well, when I, by the time I left there, um, some of the people that went to this conference said, David, you open the Remax office, we'll come work um, with you. So, got back from the conference. Two weeks later, I called Remax of New England and met with them, decided to buy a franchise and bought a building. And it all happened in like 30 days. It was crazy. Um, but I always knew I was going to open the company. Um, fortunately, when I opened, um, I had like 16 agents come work for me and we were fortunate we controlled the market share um, yeah. the 16 agents um, yeah. but it was just surrounding myself with like thought pretty people with successful agents and you know it was really um, really um, worked out really um, great um, and it was a neat group I had list of people wait on the wait list whenever I had an office open up you know back then Everyone felt they had to sit at an office, so I would never think of anyone working from home. And probably from our board of realtors, we probably 
couldn't allow that at the time, you know, but yeah. um, it, it was open in 95 and I just had my 25th year with Remax. Wow. So everything we've talked to up to now, like you, your trajectory of your career from right from Shaw's right through to opening your office, you know, it seems like it's, it's just taken off. Was there any major struggles along the way through that period? Was it just a, a timing thing or, or was it just like you've just grown year over year? Um, I would say in the 25 years, even in the Dow market, I've grown every year. I think about eight or nine years ago is when I met your dad at a you know, similar thing. I went to Floyd work when I, someone had recommended me to go to um, Dallas to go to a conference um, that Ken was running. And I went and I brought my wife. She didn't go to the meeting, but we went as, yeah, this is good. We've never been to Dallas and always wanted to go to Dallas. And my only struggle, I would say, personally, was I was working too much. And my wife was trying to help me figure out a balance. And you know what? It was just, I needed to hear from a professional person how to deal with the, the balance. And from my start with Ken, um, that was, I didn't need to, I didn't, not that I didn't need to know, but I said, Ken, all I want you to do is figure out how to balance me. I don't, I'm not looking to get expired listings. I don't need to talk about how to network and how to make phone calls. All I care about is ideas to balance my wife and I. Um, she's always been right behind me. She's always, she doesn't work in the business, but she's always there when I need her. And really her focus that three children was volunteer at schools, be there for them and be a backup for me if I needed any, anything. So, so really uh, from a business standpoint, we, you know, really didn't miss a beat, you know, of course in 2008 to 2015 and even in the early 2000s, even though you were growing a business, you were working more and you had need to be more creative to um, make a deal happen. But, you know, it did happen. And um, yeah. it actually became stronger in those tough years because the agents that are just in there for the short term all get out then. And, you know, the stronger ones become more successful. So, yeah. So, like I was reading in your bio before we did this that – you know, you sell three to four times more than any other agent in your, in your market. So what do you, what do you think allows you to do that? Is it hard work? Is it just bat business acumen systems? What do you think it is? So, um, part of it is I'm very lucky. The territory I cover is, such a fantastic quality of life and people come to Southern Maine just for um, quality of life. We have very, very strong schools surrounded by a number of private colleges. We, you know, we have the Atlantic ocean right here. Um, and it's, 
you know, major airport within five, ten minutes from our communities, and we're less than two hours to Boston, five hours to New York. Um, and, you know, I so I look at that, I'm at the perfect, perfect spot to grow a business. Um, the other thing is, I was definitely the number one first agent to ever have an assistant. And it took a while for people to buy in on that. And it was used against me with my competition. Oh, David, you have to deal with Jackie, his assistant. Well, Jackie, my assistant, was sharp, bubbly, absolutely the best assistant you could ask for. I retired after 15 years with me. And um, she helped me figure out how to grow, you know, bringing in other administrative people and and then when she retired i grew even more and more and you know now we're up to what 13 team members and but um i think the challenge for a lot of agents it's it's a scary um financial number all my team members are on salary plus commission plus benefit, they get benefits, paid holidays, vacations, sick pay, you know, uh, workman's comp, uh, 401k. But to attract the level of agents I want, I need to pay them, in my opinion, really good and give them the benefits that, you know, it, it's hard for them to leave and, and go to someone else because no one, not many teams could afford to offer the services um, I offer. Right. So would you say now that we've got a team of 13 and, you know, things you've grown things over the last 25 years, would you say that you're today, you're more salesperson or you're more CEO? Um, I have to really think about that because I do a lot of this. I, I love the listing part of the house, uh, the, the part of the job. And I do a lot of strategic planning um, from my, I have a full-time marketing person, but I meet every week to talk about strategic planning, how we're going to market this, how can we print our magazines, where do I want to go, how many, you know. So I'm involved very heavily on that. And I'm very fortunate back in 2005, my son um, came back from, college at Villanova and then he went to Washington DC and actually worked in the real estate management end of a company and came back in 2005. He's been with me since running, helping run the operations. And he is the creative person in our company and really also looking at strategic planning. So, you know, um, I need to be the one in front of the clients to get the listings the majority of the time. Um, but my um, buyer agents can run on their own and the buyer knows that I'm here for consulting or questions or whatever. And my listing agents, you know, I listing coordinator, coordinators, I still to this day do all the, um, on my listings negotiations and strategy over the phone but i couldn't docusign anything if i had to i i don't i don't even go on mls um 
I don't do emails. You know, I have people that help me with those things. So my focus can be strategic planning, negotiations, and out getting listings. Right. So, so, so I just had two more questions here and then I'll let you go. Um, is, you know, you've been in the business a long time and obviously you've, you know, adapted well to the speed of change, but now, you know, with real estate, everybody's trying to disrupt real estate. What do you, what do you see the role of, of the agent and where real estate's going as far as that's concerned? I look at it on a, um, as a consultant. Um, I really look at the, you know, your top agents, all they really should be doing in my eyes is I, I view myself as a real estate consultant. I help strategize price, what type of marketing, what type of promotion and, um, and negotiations, you know, um, I surround my people, my, myself with people that can fill in the gap and they're all very important, um, you know, jobs, but, um, you know, they, they will see me at closing. They will hear from me, you know, any inspection, um, issues they'll hear from me, but I really see the, the top agents as a, is really a, um, a business real estate, um, consulting and they're there as the expert and they surround themselves with people that can, um, can, really help execute the deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I'll tell you, I, I've had a number of people come up, want to mentor me, talk to me. And when I listen to their days, they're so bogged down with emails. They're so bogged down in details. I'm trying to get a listing and trying to look at photos and, and you know, I had to give up a lot of that stuff and, I used to be kind of feel like touch everything, but um, you know, with Ken's group and people I network with, with I've learned that I need to um, I need to let go, yeah, and put the emphasis where my expertise is. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, what's next then for David Banks and the David Banks team? Right. I think there's, there's almost two things there. Right. So what's next for you and what's next for the team? So I, I currently take, we have a home in um, the West coast of Florida and starting in October till May, we go one week a month and I'll set up a couple hours each day that I'm going to do phone calls and negotiations typically nine o'clock in the morning and four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, I'm starting to take more time off right now, one week a month. And it's probably in 2020, it's probably going to go two weeks a month um, that I, my wife and I will vacation, go away or do things around here. Um, it doesn't mean I'm not in communication with the team. It's just that I am going, I am trying to get, my team, which I've done a great job with letting them go into more and more appointments. And if I'm away, then I can still do a conference call with the buyer or the seller. Um, but the future will be that I will still have this amazing team. 
I will be able to travel more and I making sure I have the right people in the right place that understands my culture and my goals and, um, and just keep, keep the ball going. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that's awesome. Is there anything else that you think you need to add, uh, based off of what we talked about today? No, I, I think, um, Scott, when people are in the business, if they're not passionate about the real estate business, that's, those are the ones that are frustrated every day with the stress level of someone's passionate about the business and they surround themselves with successful people. It's the most unbelievable business you could, you know, go into. I, even now, um, I never wake up in the morning and say, oh, I don't want to go to work. Some days I wake up and say, oh, I wish I wasn't out at 7 a.m. I wish I was out at 8.30 in the morning. Um, but, you know, it's the best business out there. And if you're passionate with it and you really look at, you know, not trying to kill yourself in hours, like I work very little weekends. I don't work nights anymore, which I used to work one night a week. I just stopped working that one night a week. Um, you can make it into a fantastic business and make fantastic money. That's awesome. Well, that's great, David. I really appreciate your time here. And, uh, I, you know, the whole idea of this podcast is kind of to, to motivate and inspire people. And I think you've, I think you really have done that with this. So I appreciate it very much. And I really appreciate your time. Cause I know how you're busy you are. And, and, uh, hey, no, no problem. At all. And the last final comment I say to every person that come says, how do I ever get to this level? Every person should have a business coach. And I go back to Shaw Supermarkets in the 80s, hired me at 21 years old or something, hired me a business coach. And I've been with Ken, and you can, I coached with someone else before that, but I've probably been coached for 13, 14 years um, by two different coaches, Ken the last eight or nine years. But it is the best decision you make. Um, so, you know, really, anyone should be looking at a coach and really looking at um, that will bring him to the next level. Okay, great. All right, that's awesome. Thanks so much, David. I really appreciate it. Call me anytime. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Take care. Bye.